It's great to be with all of you. Uh, I've had the privilege of being a part of this prayer meeting in the past. It always refreshes my spirit. And uh, most of you, I don't think I know. Uh, perhaps we've crossed paths somewhere along the way. But uh, for nearly 20 years, I served the Lord at uh, Temple Baptist Church in Crown College in Knoxville, Tennessee. And a little over seven years ago, uh, God led my family and I to step out into full-time evangelistic work. One of the great burdens I have is that we have fewer true evangelists than maybe ever in history, and yet more people to reach with the gospel than ever. And so uh, if you would help me pray, one of the things I'm praying for, certainly for our work, but I'm praying for a multiplication of evangelists. I'm praying for not just itinerant preachers, but people passionate about the gospel who want to get it to the ends of the earth and equip others to do the same. And so that's the burden of my heart. And uh, I'm just grateful to, to partner with you in prayer today. I appreciate so much the work that Sermon Audio is doing to, to promote this emphasis. I'm convinced that a revived church will evangelize. So when God's people get awake, they can't help themselves. Nobody's got to pump them and prime them then to witness. They just want to tell others about Christ. They can't help it. And so that's how I think these things are connected. I want to share just a thought with you, if I may, today from two passages that I want you to connect in your Bible and in your thinking. I love comparing scripture with scripture. And so if you've got a Bible handy, if you don't, no problem. I'm going to read from my copy of the word of God in just a moment. But if you have one handy, find Matthew 17 and Luke 17. Uh, this will be easy to remember the references. So you can go back and meditate on it again later. Uh, Matthew 17, Luke 17. There is a common denominator here on the emphasis of Jesus. And interestingly enough, he says the exact same words at two different times. Uh, I think it, it's one of the keys to spiritual blessing. It's one of the keys to answered prayer and real, real breakthrough with God. Uh, look at Matthew 17. This is the context of Jesus uh, coming off the mountain and uh, healing the demon-possessed boy, and the powerless disciples are asking, why couldn't we do that? And uh, the Lord Jesus says, because of your unbelief. Now, remember that. That's the answer because of your unbelief. Look at verse number 20. Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, if you've got a pen, underline that phrase. That's the phrase, faith as a grain of mustard seed. You shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Now, there are some people that take this verse and teach that if you have enough faith, your words accomplish whatever you want. So it's this power positive thinking idea. And, you know, the, if you say the right words, the, the magical formula, <laughs> then things happen. You got to keep reading. Look at verse 21. How be it this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. The greatest words we ever speak are the words we speak to God. And the power here is not in our words, but in the Lord. Uh, so not in our ability, but his ability. And what unlocks that? This is so important. Faith. If you've ever seen a mustard seed, I have one at home. It's, it looks like a speck of dust. It's so small. It's fascinating to me to think the creator of the universe would say something that small could accomplish something that great. So Matthew 17, faith is a grain of mustard seed, moves mountains. Now go to Luke 17. And here is a different setting and the exact same principle. When Jesus repeats himself, that's always important. That's never because he forgot he said it. It's because there's something here he doesn't want us to forget he said. Look at Luke 17, verse 5. 
The apostles said unto the Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord said, if you had, does this sound familiar? Faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto this sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root and be thou planted in the sea and it should obey you. So faith that moves a mountain, faith that moves the the sycamine tree or the fig tree. Uh, What are those two things? A mountain is something that is immovable. We would think a mountain is the most firm thing on earth, stays there for centuries. God says, I can move that mountain through faith. And the fruit tree, what is that? That's the natural thing. So God says, I can do the supernatural. I can do beyond what man can accomplish, beyond what nature can produce. And what's the common denominator? One thing, faith. I've had this on my mind. In fact, woke up with it on my mind this morning because in recent days, I've had a lot of questions about the matter of what's the secret to real effective prayer. I had someone write me recently and she said, uh, I'm not sure I prayed the right words. Uh, She said, uh, I'm wondering about, did I say the right thing? And I wrote back to her and said, God doesn't answer your prayers because you prayed a beautiful prayer. Uh, do we really think we have to convince God to do what God already wants to do? That's not what, that's not what gets it done. Uh, the, the secret to the whole thing is the matter of faith. Did you know you can pray and it just be your mouth? Or you could pray and it just be your mind. But faith goes deeper than all that. Faith goes beneath the surface. Faith is a heart word. And I don't believe that there's a formula to prayer. I've heard people teach formulas. I, I think that's dangerous. I don't believe in when the Lord gave the model prayer, he was giving a formula. Uh, I don't believe in equation praying. That's our uh, Western mindset. You know, give me an equation and, and this will just, you know, happen. But I do believe, though there's not formulas and equations, there are ingredients to prayer. And I would argue that the key ingredient to real prayer is faith in God. Uh, it's how people come to Christ. It's how you, you pray uh, in an effective way. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. He that comes to God must believe that he is, that is rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You remember the one place Jesus could do no mighty work was in a place because of their unbelief. And as an evangelist, I'm in hundreds of churches, and here's what I found. I believe the most missing element right now is faith. And one of the evidences of that is there seems to be so little expectancy. I go in and out of churches And honestly, people are just having church to have church. They're even just having prayer meetings because they're supposed to have prayer meetings. I want you to know that prayer is to be an expression of faith, but the motions of prayer is never a substitute for the spirit of faith. So it is actually possible to go through the routine and the ritual of saying prayers and even asking God for things. But if there is not in that the the faith uh, the, the believing heart, then that prayer is, is not effective at all. In fact, you remember the Lord Jesus taught that in another place. He said, whatever you ask uh, in faith, believing, I'll do that. Uh, I think the believing part is what is missing. And I just want to challenge you today with this little thought. It is possible that you could be an unbelieving believer. And I mean by that, you're a believer. You know Jesus as your Savior. You've put your faith in Christ. But that does not necessarily mean you're operating in faith at this moment or that you're praying in faith. And this is really ridiculous when you think about it, that we would trust God to keep us out of a hell we've never seen, but we're not trusting him for the here and now. That we could believe God for heaven someday 
and not believe him for whatever we need today. Why are we praying such little prayers to such a big God? I tell you on the authority of the word of God that our God, the infinite, unsearchable, everlasting God is so amazing and so mighty. I think we're going to be ashamed at the judgment seat of Christ that we believed him for so little, uh, that we prayed such tiny prayers to such a mighty God. And so one of the things God's dealing with me about right now is that I, I want my faith uh, to be exercised. Faith's like a muscle, you know, if you don't use it, it atrophies. You must exercise it. I just had a meeting just a few moments ago with a pastor. He started a church more than 10 years ago. And he said to me, oh, when we started, we had to exercise such faith in God and we saw miraculous things and God's provision. It was amazing. And I said to my friend, now you be careful at this juncture. You have a building now. You have programs now. You have people now. If you're not careful, you stop operating on the principle of faith and you start operating on the principle of sight or what you can get done or your words. That's a very dangerous place to be. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our what? Faith. So if you really want to see big things happen for the Lord, then you must come back to this principle again and again and again of faith in God. And let me say this. It is not the strength of your faith that brings the blessing. That's what's so beautiful about this truth. Mustard seed faith. Does that sound strong to you? Uh, stronger than a mountain? Stronger than a sycamine tree? Absolutely not. But this is beautiful. It's not the strength of your faith that brings the blessing. It is the object of your faith that brings the blessing. So bring your little mustard seed faith today and bring your need, whatever it is, your mountain, your sycamine tree, and bring all of that into the presence of a great and mighty God and say, Lord, I'm just going to trust you and I'm going to believe you. Uh, to, to play on words here a little bit, it's not mustering up more faith. It is the mustard seed faith. So it's not me trying harder to believe. It is me simply saying, Lord, I'm weak and nothing and incapable, but I'm trusting you. And I believe that you are more than enough. Uh, let me ask all the people that are on this call today, because look, I don't know you. I certainly do not know your needs. But let me ask you, what are you believing God for today? Are we going through the motions and mechanics of this? Or are we actually believing God for something? Uh, is there anybody on this call today that in your heart, you're laying hold on the promises of God and you really believe God's going to hear us today. God's going to do what only God can do. Uh, you know, one, one little closing thought here, uh, just my meditations for today from these verses. I find it interesting that they were praying for bigger faith, right? Lord, increase our faith. And I love this. The Lord says, you don't need bigger faith. What you need is just a little bit of faith in the bigness of God. And so I would say to you today, whatever it is staring you in the face, whatever is pressing on your heart, bring whatever faith you have today to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm putting all that faith in you. I'm just trusting you. And you will see that the Lord God is able through faith as a grain of mustard seed to accomplish what Jeremiah called great and mighty things that we know not. Let's pray here together. Father, I thank you for the word that gives faith. Uh, through the hearing of the word today, our heart is helped. Our minds are stretched to imagine what could God do? What would he delight to do today, Lord? And so now we come to you with little faith, 
so much smaller than what it should be. But we pray today that the God who does exceeding abundantly above all we ask or even think uh, will move the mountains, will move the natural things, the immovable things through his own power. I pray, dear Lord, for those who will lead in this prayer meeting over the next few minutes. Give them wisdom, the promptings of the Holy Spirit. I pray for all who will pray, whether silently or uh, verbally express their prayer on this call, that there would be a great unity of the Holy Spirit and a great liberty that only you can give. And Father, when it is done, we will have not just said prayers, we will have exercised our faith. And Lord, may you do what only you can do. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.